0: I love solving problems. I don't know about you. Solving problems is like one of my favorite things. So.
1: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome. To the agent power
0: huddle good morning good morning happy friday i don't know why i started singing that's weird uh um we're gonna do a mastermind today masterminding i love masterminding you know why because there are so many amazingly smart people on this call and i want to tap into all of your knowledge to help other people solve problems but I love solving problems. I don't know about you. Solving problems is like one of my favorite things. So um, mm-hmm. let's, why don't we get started? Does anyone, who, who's who got a problem? What is, what's a problem that you're having in your real estate business right now? Whether it be with like, um you know, buyers who are timid, seller homes sitting on the market too long, uh, homes not sitting on the market long enough. Um, Whether it be like within your internal processes, like your seller systems, your buyer systems, your onboarding, money, Uh, lead gen, marketing, like who's got problems in your business right now? Because I know everybody has a problem. Who wants to be open and share a problem is a better question. Nobody. Okay. Well, here we go. So no one wants to share a problem. Okay. So, oh, Joy. Thank you, Joy. I love it. Okay, Joy, what's your problem? I'll share, but I'm not
2: having the best week. So I might, I might be emotional, but I'll share something we can maybe Make a difference. Okay. I have a listing that's sitting too long. I need to get it
0: moving. Yeah, yeah. It's the price point on your listing. Two point two million. Two point two million. Okay. And and what's it? What's the traffic been like up till? What's the profit? How long's it been on the market? And what's the traffic been like? Been on the market since the end of October.
2: Traffic has been terrible. Um. And that's happening in my market. The traffic in that price point has been very slow. But, um, and all the feedback I've had from realtors and people who have been in the home is that it's priced appropriately. Okay. I haven't had any, oh my God, it's overpriced. Or Are you kidding me? You know, I haven't had any of
0: that. That's good. I to, yeah. You know, that was gonna be my first question. What do you think about the price? Um, But the other thing is like, um, you know, Angel might be able to key in here because she sells properties in that price point way more than I do. Um, but um, I think that market in general, it's just a, it's a much slower market. Yes. I mean, it's a much slower market. You know, I mean, you're also in Vancouver where the price point isn't like that's not a normal price point for that area. It's not here, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not Seattle. It's not Bellevue. I mean, Angel sells that price point in Bellevue, but even in Bellevue, she was having a hard time getting some of her her listings moving. Um, when the market was pretty hot. So um, yeah. I think like, here's, I'm going to give you, uh, I'll tell you a story. Okay. So a few years ago, I had a listing on the market and it was in Spanaway. And if any of you who are from Washington understand, Spanaway is kind of this like weird hole. Like it's like, no, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. And like, it used to be like so rural that like when I was growing up, um the only people that lived in spanned away were probably drug addicts. Like that's literally like the kind of city that it it, it was. It is now completely grown has completely like m- morphed into this like ho- this this place that is very desirable. It's affordable. It's very close to the na- to the military base. It's very close to commuting so it's a very desirable area. That being said, it's not an area where people are buying 1 or 2 million dollar homes, okay? <laughs> So the price point is probably in spanaway between five to six hundred or five to six fifty is kind of an average price point out there. Mm-hmm. Um the reason I'm telling you this whole story is because um I had a listing in Spanaway and um the price on the property was one point three million dollars. In an area and you guys I just remember, remember what I just described to you about spanaway. Okay. So when you hear one point three million dollars, what do you think? Like, okay, that's gotta be a crazy House, right? Because like everything else, like there's no way a house in Spanaway would be 1.3 million. And it's, I think it's pretty comparable to Vancouver um, and kind of where you're at. I mean, I know you have a lot of different areas in Spanaway, but this house was uh, it had two houses. It was on a creek. It had like two acres. It had a golf a golf course in the backyard. I mean, it was just was like this, this insane house. So it was priced appropriately, and it took me seven months to sell it. So the first time that I put it on the market, what I had done is I basically like kind of did it. I I I told the sellers this is a different. I mean, it's a different client. That it's it's truly a luxury. It was truly a luxury house. You know, in my market right now, in, in like Tacoma, if I'm selling a one million dollar house, it's not luxury. This is like every other house, right? But in this, for this particular house, it was truly luxury. So it's a it's a little bit of a different sort of client. It's a, sort of a different process. And so when I first put it on the market, um. What I had done is I had kind of, I had educated the, the, my sellers on, on marketing. I've educated my sellers on everything, uh, but they were still stuck on their price of 1.3 million, stuck at 1.3 million. And I tried to explain to them, you know, what I just told you guys, okay, you understand you're all real estate agents, you understand that that price in that kind of market is going to be a really hard sell. Um, and so we kind of did what we, we kind of did what they wanted to do. I gave them some suggestions and we kind of did what they wanted to do. After two months of having one showing, even at a broker's open, I had had broker's opens. Even at broker's opens, I had like no one come through, even at the broker's opens. And that's when you know something's wrong. When brokers don't even look at the house, you know something's wrong. Mm -hmm. So um, what I did is I actually had told my sellers, I I explained it all to them, and there were tears. There were tears in their eyes because they had poured their heart and soul into building this home, making it everything. And it was really, really, it was actually a really hard conversation. But um, what I had told them was, I think we need to take the house off the market for a few weeks and you need to let me do what I want to do. And I said, because what I think is not what I think is wrong right now. And I don't know if this is your situation, Joy, but there might be some sort of like scenarios that you could take from it. Um, But what I think is wrong is that your house is too unique you're you're it's too unique it's too special that the market is so narrow like the market for what you're looking at is like if we had like a hundred buyers for a house you've got one right and so we took it off the market i did what i wanted to do which was completely restage the i had my stager come in we restaged the whole thing we um redid all the marketing i did a whole new video hired a different photographer the second time around than i did the first time around um we actually had to remove some of the things from the backyard i mean they had like gargoyles in the backyard which you know it's (laughs) it's just it was too unique and so we took all of that out um and i put it back on the market um it was about this time of year that i did that uh and we lowered the price and we lowered the price by it was a you know kind of a big a big a big number for them but in the whole scheme of things, it was like one uh, $100,000, not, not that much And if you look at the total price. But then I actually went and um, partnered with um, the local car dealership because this is in an area that's very rural. And Ford is a very common brand. And Ford on big wheels, like that's what they like around here. These Fords on big wheels, the Ford F-350s with the wheels that are like taller than me. Okay. So I went and partnered with Ford and I said, hey, Do you guys have some new cars that you want to put on display? So my seller said, sure, bring those cars in here. So we actually partnered with the Ford dealership. And they uh, brought three or four different vehicles out there. I don't know, there might have been more than that. And we basically had an open house. And Ford helped sponsor it. Didn't sponsor it. In the sense that they were driving people to the house. Mm -hmm. That sold, when I put it back on the market, that house sold in three weeks. Okay, So... Um, it's a, it's kind of a, that's a kind of a long story, but like there's, there's different like kind of ways to be creative. And I think if you think, if you think it's any of those things, like kind of price combined with the sellers, like staging, because a lot of times in that price point, they don't want to do a lot if they're living there, um, which is understandable, totally understandable. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times that just makes it too unique. And if you're trying to get that certain buyer who wants, who wants that house, you're going to have to make it a little bit more neutral so you can reach that buyer
2: so I love the idea Mm. I will say this house is it's not an uncommon price point for here but it takes a little time here and I need more eyes on it I will also say the house is very it's extremely tasteful it's like Hamptons but in battleground or something it's that like you know it's got the custom chimney caps and the beautiful stone you know on the front and everything everything's it's beautiful it's impeccable but it's not i don't know how to say this it's not fancy it's not gaudy which a lot of times in my market when the price starts to get higher the houses look for lack of a better word fancier there you know They're like an outfit, you know, an outfit with the logo all over head to toe and the matching bag. And, the, you know, kind of like, a, no offense if anybody likes that, but kind of more like a Real Housewives. And this house, this house is Gwyneth Paltrow at the ski trial.
0: So do you need to fancy it up?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at. It's an if you know, you know, tasteful, you know, she had a turtleneck on but it's like an $800 turtleneck or something that's what this house is like and so some people come in and they say that they say oh it's so tasteful I love it (coughs) you know (laughs) pardon me and um but I think it's not catching eyeballs sorry I
0: started so Make your water, Angel. I know that you have a you, you're in this price point a lot more than me. Any thoughts or suggestions? So, last year I had a listing.
1: Um, anyway, it, I had a listing that sat on the market for a long time, but it was when the rates right before the rates started dropping. We listed it a hundred thousand under the nearest comp. She, I think, we started at three two five zero mm-hmm. and we had an appraisal done right before my client did right before and it came up like three point three or 3.4 so we thought no problem this is going to sell at 3250 and we knew what her bottom was and thankfully she was realistic the house was staged had a ton of showings and it just sat and it sat and it sat and we dropped the price a couple of times um and it didn't move um fortunately for me i bought the house but that's another story um, and it worked out that way, but it was like that all last year. So, if you listed, I think you said, did you list your house two months ago? It was at the end of October, and the timing
2: was, was terrible here. That's all right. right. Rates were different, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a little different. Tra- I mean, everything I listed at the end of October sat
1: for a while. What was your What was it like last year? Did they sit last year? I mean, I know this market sits a little bit longer generally, but. Which was not longer, but some were
2: moving. But um yeah, I had things that sold faster. This one, anything I listed right in that time period, I just had one go under contract. And then this one is still sitting. Well, yeah,
1: whatever it's worth, Joy, our market right now, this this you know, this price point and higher. All of a sudden, they are flooding the market now in my neighborhood here, and they are selling quickly. I mean, in three days. So maybe it's, maybe it's a conversation with your seller that, like Linnea said, you know, you take it off for a few days, you spruce it up, you, you do what you have to do, come on fresh because now you've got different interest rates um, and you can make it look a little bit different and let them know that the market here is is really picking up and, you know, you're confident that the same thing hopefully is going to happen there. And if it is a pricing issue, which it doesn't sound like, I mean, it might be a good time to have that
2: conversation, right? So... Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I appreciate the feedback. Um, yeah, I appreciate the feedback. I, you're welcome.
0: It's just Ashley. Do you have something also? Because I think Ashley works on a luxury price point also. You're muted. So I do. Yeah. yeah.
3: So the thing is, like, we're we're in Arizona. It is so like with our luxury. It's so 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 seasonal. And I see a couple other people on here from Arizona. I'm sure they can agree too. Like all the luxury market. Or even like Snowbird Market and Luxury Market kind of parallel each other here. And it's like you beg people not to go to the market on October because guess what? We're going to sit. And then so it could be a timing issue like Angel was saying. So I tell maybe be patient. Do the same thing. Maybe take it off. Start fresh. But then you made a comment that I thought was interesting because I had this on a luxury house too where the people put so much cool things like between the walls. But then the house was kind of basic compared to other things and so people didn't see the value because they were like oh I can go down the street and buy a house for one million not three million you know and so I don't know if that's um something that you're saying because like the $800 turtleneck versus like I can go to Walmart and get one for two dollars and so people are kind of looking at that so I don't know how detailed your uh feature sheet could be or how you could hammer in on the details of that house or um because like I had one listing that they had they, they, the crazy imports of like the certain stones and the different things and then if you tie a story to it then people are like "Ooh, that's really pretty I like that or different things so I don't know how detailed that could be and maybe you could change
2: that up too. That, that's a good so, suggestion. I did just beef it up with literally everything and like you said it's the value a lot of well the value is in the whole thing. It's the most impeccable home I've ever been in. Everything is perfect. But it's things like, you know, they went to Cambria and chose the slab. It's got a Vogler hood. Nobody around here knows what a Vogler hood is, but it's, you know, amazing hood. 32-inch all-freezer, 32-inch all-freezer, you know, stuff. It's got the whole, it's got the works, and it's wired in the walls. My clients don't watch television, and it's wired in the walls in three places, and I keep having to tell people it's wired there. I don't know if I need to put... A tasteful laminated
0: sign there or something, so it that's, really sticks in their head. I, I would, I do that, that, yeah, I for everything because I think that's really important. They like the what do they call it? The visual or right. story story cards is what I call them. Feature okay, card, I like that. I'm writing that down because so, I like, not
3: where it's at I put a really like pretty like frame because then it yeah. draws somebody's eye versus a piece
2: of lamination depending on the price point of the home because a frame would be nice and use command strips to hang it or something I mean they don't hang ar- they're very simple they're like I'm sorry I mean, to interrupt you but I mean, use a frame and then use maybe command strips or something and hang it is that what you were saying Ashley
3: yeah, or like if, it, like if it's a pretty oh. piece of like furniture or a countertop and you could angle it, um, there's all different ways you can do it. And it just uh-huh. to draw your eye to it. And then when you're doing a tour, like if people don't know anything about that hood, maybe have um, even on your card, do a QR code with a short video of explaining what this hood is and showing like, hey, this is a very expensive hood and one of a kind or like because most people don't know different levels of granite or quartz right. or different things like that too, because they just see it. Like I have a client, honest to God, thinks that there is nothing wrong with his laminate and it's right up there with the highest level of of granite and quartz. I'm like, whoo, that's a tough one. Talk about a problem. But you know, like if you can detail that out and do a short little video of, of like the very unique, specific, high quality items in that house, then I think it would like set you off so I
0: also, the speaking of the video, because that was another thing I had, I have, so I'll share with you the two videos that I did for this house that I was talking about. It was very ornate. And the first video I did was about 10 minutes and I highlighted every single feature of the house. The second video I did was six minutes and it was more of a lifestyle video. So what I did is I showed people how to live in the house. Um, and that actually performed a lot better. So I'll give you an idea of what those two videos look like because they both, they both, they were both done the first one was before I did my thing. <laughs> and the second one was after I did my thing because the first one, the sellers really wanted me to highlight all those special features like the ones you just pointed out. But you know, I, I don't know like if you're, is your buyer like you gotta also gotta 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 kind of consider the buyer because one I, what I noticed for this house that I was that I did was that ultimately like I was trying to target all of the features of the house and not hit the buyer right and the, so the buyer in my for this particular house with so more of a casual I mean like I told you Ford F-350s I mean it's a very right. like it's a very like it's a blue collar buyer and so um uh like the, it, the when I was first doing the marketing on it it didn't hit the right buyer so when I did it the second time around the buyer the, it hit the buyer so it actually it actually performed better so I don't know if that's some other things that you could try too. but I'll share those two videos with you just I'll, I'll text them to you um so you can see the before and after
2: I love that. And quite a few of you said to do the story cards in the frame and the QR code and the video highlighting the features. And I think the video highlighting the features is a great idea because the seller told me yesterday, like some
0: people have the realtor walks through and talks about the apps. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like for for a luxury listing, like I'm a firm believer that you need to be in the video because like, like, you know, you could do a regular a regular house like in my community, every single house has the same features. Okay, some have quartz, some have granite. Okay, they're all the same features. So like, it's not as imperative for you know uh, for me as an agent to like share the feature. I mean, it is important, yes, but not as important on the as on a house like that one where right. it's not it's not a cookie cutter house. And so you're gonna want to have um, a little bit more of you in there showcasing it, like HGTV. Oh my god. You know how I,
2: I just like, I have it on my list. I have to get myself on video and you know. You
0: can do it, Joy. Why don't you all know how to do it? I'll make a trip to Vancouver. Angela, you want to go with me? You want yes. to go to Vancouver and we'll get, on, get, we'll get, get, get on camera with Joy? Absolutely.
1: Hey, Joy, I just wanted to say to to the Ashley's point, I did use those cards. I had a brand new construction last year and it was actually my home. And, you know, there were features. We have like a zip system behind the walls put in. Which is not very um, not used a lot here by builders um, in Washington, but it protects the rain from coming in, and people right. don't know about that. But it costs a lot more money, right? So I did have these. Um, um, I think they're like acrylic. They're really nice, and you just put your little insert in there yeah, on the wall, yeah. And you could talk about the AV system. I talked about the whole house that way, and then I had a sheet at the listing with that information, um, and then I did an attachment on the MLS with the special features. Just stuff like that just to reiterate it but i think a, a video as well would be amazing and i think you'd be amazing on video joy anyway we'll, we'll make a
2: special trip i'll come down and okay. we'll, we'll be in the video with you i'm all about i'm all about being in videos with people i love it i love it i know you love it you can also yeah. send me those other two and i think that would help a lot and i don't want to take all the time but um i really appreciate the ideas i think those are some places that I'd missed out. I do accompany all the showings and I have a two-page features list. But you know, it's really hard to make people understand the value of the fact that there's um, wiring in a sleeve under the driveway so you can put out more lights and you can do an electric gate if you wanted to. You know, it's hard for people to, to even yeah. see that when I tell them. So I really, I appreciate the help. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much
0: good conversation thanks and the support thank you for the support you got this joy it'll sell everything will sell. everything sells at the right price there's a price for everything so oh my god
2: i i have to take one second and tell you i just had a sale fail yesterday because my clients um did something fraudulent on their recorded deed and so we couldn't close it oh no so all fun yeah that was my other listing I got in October. That's, that's a problem. Right before <laughs> that's the a deadline. problem. Yeah. And it's so, like, that's an uncontrollable problem. That's something you can't do anything about when people it's an uncontrollable problem, but man, it's been a week and a half. So yeah. I need to get this other one sold for ha- so I have happy sellers. You got this, Joy. You got this. Thanks. Um, okay, Ashley. Okay, one other
3: thing, Joy. Are you there at every showing? I am. Okay. never mind. So then you could walk around and point that out because a lot, it blows my mind how many agents aren't there for luxury
2: showings and people will just blow through and they know nothing about the house. They'll know nothing. They won't read the whole
3: shit. <laughs> you
0: know.
2: But if I walk around, they say, Ooh, Oh, Oh, I love that.
3: You know? And then I do what I do it. I detail it out on the sheet. And if they say I have a
0: question, then I mark it for them or whatever. Great. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. have you done, have you done like broker's opens? Have you done any of that? I haven't done a broker's open yet.
2: Um, I thought, thought I was going to sell it two weeks ago. But um, I, we are doing open houses. My sellers can only tolerate every other week. And my inclination at first with luxury uh, any luxury listing I've had is no open houses. You know, it's more exclusive. But I'm finding the younger buyers. Yeah. Just it's like they want to go to Sephora. They don't want to go to Nordstrom to buy cosmetics. <laughs> they want to help themselves. Yep. So yep. we're doing open houses on the weekends. Uh,
4: got it. Yeah. All right. Love it. Judith. Um, I noticed that in our well, we do videos on our listings, but maybe one out of every thousand homes or the agents do videos. But what they do is they do the pictures as, you know, scrolling pictures and they post it as a video. So I think most of our clients in the area were our buyers, when they see a link for a video, that's what they expect. So I noticed that other than advertisement, they just don't watch the video link in the listings. So I started to do, like they look at the pictures, obviously, and we can put up like 50 pictures. So I started to put words on the pictures, like highlighting stuff. So when they are looking on Zillow, Trulia, wherever they are looking, they can see uh, see the, those highlights. And so it's, it's more catchy, I think. Okay. That's a good idea putting it on the MLS pictures yeah
2: yeah good idea good idea thank you I like all the ideas
0: thank you all so much Hive, hive mind mind so minds man we can we can all solve your this you have great minds here we got great right, some, that's, some some great minds you. here we can all help you solve your problems absolutely great hive mind yeah love it love it all right anybody else we've got time for maybe one more one who else has a problem that you need some help with you have a whole group of people here who want to help you. Jackie. Jackie's got a problem. Okay. But you're muted, Jackie. Sorry. I ha-
5: have a listing. Hasn't hit the MLS yet. We're getting it ready. And the house is gorgeous. It is. Uh, it was a former model home that I sold to these people. And um, it has a lot of decor features because it was a model home and they don't want to stage it. And their furniture is you know. Mm-hmm. Yuck. So I'm trying to figure out ways to do wonderful things, which maybe they'll listen to me and do certain things themselves to create um you know something better. <laughs> and they live in the home? They live in the home. So could you do virtual staging? That's what I that's what I'm considering. And I I um yeah and I think that the company that i've worked with and fortunately they do virtual staging where things can be there so you know the furniture can be there
0: so that's like what could i do that you I could even do like some vignette staging like there's a lot of things you can do with like just will they let you change some decor possibly because because when they first started we started this last year
5: they were all kind of on board for virtual for just real staging And now they said, okay, we're ready now to come back on the market again. No staging,
0: no rearranging furniture. What's their, did you ask them why? Why they were all gung ho before and after and after? They have two little kids.
5: I think they, it's somewhat overwhelming to, to get things out of the way. And they, and then the husband said, well, you know, this is how we live and, and we think it's kind of fake. And I'm like, well, you know, you know what a model home is that's what attracted you to this house possibly maybe not just all the features but that's how homes are sold and everybody wants to live in a home the way it makes them feel comfortable it may not necessarily be what attracts people to the home sounds mm-hmm.
2: joy got something i do oh i'm not muted um One thing I was going to say, and I don't know if they'll let you do this. I do something I call light staging. And I have, you've probably talked to them about it, but I have a whole variety of lamps, um, bedding, decorative pillows, throws and things. And I find I use white all the time in every house because it's in the photos and people love it. And they'll say, I love the way this house is staged and they don't have any idea what it was before it
0: just catches people's eye. I have a lot of, me. You, yeah, know, you know, too. like, I have, clients, like, yeah. like yeah, I have clients who live in the house. And it's honestly, like around here, it's hard to find stagers who will stage an occupied home mostly because for liability purposes, right? Because mm-hmm. the furniture could get ruined. It's expensive for them. So it's a lot of times you can't find that. So I do the same thing that Joy does. I have like I have a, it's right here. My box. My box of, of fake plants. So I have like some plants. I have like just some, you know, like clean bedding, like all white fluffy bedding, you know, throw yeah, blankets, things like that. Because even though the furniture might be not great, might not be the most modern furniture, you know, you can make it pop a little bit more with just something, and then you have to price it accordingly too. Right, so they have to understand that if you're if it's if it if it's occupied and they're living there and they have that the furniture that isn't as as neutral as a stage as staging furniture it does affect the price. So I think like as long as you do some education on that piece too, that's what I would say. Right, and I've told them to, you know,
5: your home might sit on the market a little bit longer, as well. Yeah, some
0: that, sometimes that's okay with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Angel. Oh, and De- sorry, Debbie has a really good comment. Like Debbie just said they need to look through the buyer's eyes. That's actually a really good um a really good point, Debbie. So, I had a client one time who was pushing on me about staging. Why would I stage? Why would I stage? Why would I stage? Why would I stage? And so his wife was was him and his wife and I asked his wife. I was like, "So you you just bought a house?" I I looked at her. I was like, "You just bought a house, right?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "What made you like they just bought a brand new house." And I said, well, what made you want to buy the house? She said, well, when I walked in, it just felt like home. I said, was it beautiful? She said, yeah. And she was like, I wanted all the furniture that was there. And I said, okay. I said, that's how you want. I said, said, how did that make you feel? She's like, well, I bought the house. And I was like, right. So that's why we want to stage your home. We want to make sure that buyers have that exact same feeling. So sometimes when it comes to like staging versus not staging, I really have to like reword the way I'm telling the story and have. and again, it goes back to the disc profiling and understanding what your client is, because if they're, if depending on where they're at on the profile, on the disc, they might need a visual. They might need, you might need to like relate it back to them directly about why this is important. Okay. Sorry, Angel. Go ahead. I think Deanna had a hand up first.
1: Oh, Deanna. Thanks, Angel. Um, so to Jackie's point, or uh, I guess anybody. So I'm in Michigan, and so we don't hire stagers. We as the realtors, we have inventory. So I have two storage units, and we stage our own properties. So I, a couple of points that I heard Jackie say is, it to me sounds like Jackie, they don't want the inconvenience for their children. And so it sounds like they're putting their kids first, which is okay. But um, I think they're more afraid of you staging the property and then their kids doing something to the staging furniture, etc. Um, but I also push back on my clients and will say, we're putting your house on the market, right? It's time to start packing and boxing and getting everything. You're moving. You're moving. That's the whole point of this. Point. Um, also, what I do is I will say, can you go to a hotel Thursday night. I will launch the, the listing live on Wednesday. Hold showings until Friday. You leave Thursday. I'm going to come in and redo your house and we're going to help just non-stop traffic and you can come back Sunday after checkout and I, I will most likely have a purchase agreement for you. We'll get it knocked out in one weekend so you don't have to worry about all of the staging and stuff. I'll come back and get it out before you even come home. So that what might be something you could do is just get them to leave for the weekend and go in and move furniture and do a little bit, maybe not the whole gamut. Um, And also what we're finding is people are pushing back on virtual staging here. If it's virtually staged, they get to the house and they're disappointed because it's not the way they saw it. And they can't grasp the, the way the room looked in the picture versus now it doesn't look like that at all. So just some
0: feedback. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like to remind them, we understand that it's an inconvenience for you, but you're selling your house. Like, yeah, selling your house is not a convenient experience for anybody. I don't care who you are. Like, if, unless you don't live there, it's the only time it's convenient. And even then it's really not because you're still waiting to hope to hope it sells, right? So it's really not a convenient experience. So I think bringing it back to that good point, Deanna, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Now Angel, and then you it.
1: All I was going to say, Jackie, is um, I'm sure you've probably already done this, but have you shared the, like the NAR stats, like 67% of homes sell X days faster at 30% higher if they're numbers people. And then what I would do is I would look at similar homes to theirs that are on the market and see if they're staged and visually show them what their competition is, right? I mean, I don't know about, you know, your your market, but here most most of the homes are staged. So it's easy to point out the ones that aren't. And so, you know, I I have a listing coming up and, and I did this yesterday and I looked at the community and none of the homes are staged in this market. And so ours is staged and adorable. So it better spell fast. But uh, I think a picture's worth a thousand words and your clients might see
0: that and it might trigger something and hopefully change their mind a little bit. I, I've done that. Thank you. And to that point, one thing that I think is super effective because y'all know I use a commission menu. I also do a marketing proposal for all of my clients. So I tell them like, here's your. you're going to give you three three options to market your home, three options to prepare your home. Because really, the only thing that we can control when it comes to um, putting a house on the market is preparation. Right? We can we can have an in we can have an impact on price, but that's really the seller's decision. The only thing that we really can influence the most is preparation. So, I, I basically put that back in the seller's hands. The sellers just want to be in charge. So, I tell them, hey, so if we do this, column A, here's what I think the list price is going to be. And I give them three comps to support that. Here's what, I, if you do this, column B, here's what I think the list price is going to be. I give them three comps to support that. Here's column C, what I think the list price could be and what, and what, what, and the three comps to support that. So, I think if you give, if you always show your clients an option, which is why the commission menu is so smart and why I love my marketing proposal plan that I do, because it actually like, puts it back in the seller's hands and lets them choose. Okay, cool. I want to do, I want this. I want to list it for this. Okay, cool. So in order to list it for this, this is what we have to do. So if you lay it out side by side to them, that might help too. And then Jackie has, or I'm sorry, Debbie had a really good one that i f- yeah, we should be all we should probably all be doing this, but actually doing like comp shops with your clients, like with them, like walk them to homes. And this has been so helpful for me with all of my clients who are trying to go back and forth on price. Cause sometimes I look at my clients, I'm like, look, I don't I don't know exactly what the price should be. Here's what my gut tells me and this is why. You wanna go, you wanna go confirm this with me? And they say, sure. And so we go do actually look at the homes that are comparable to theirs in person and they're like, Oh, yeah mine is not this nice or mine is so much better right so it kind of gives them that feeling to understand um when you what you what you're trying to get them to do
4: you it. um do you have before and after pictures of a house before staging and after staging i have a video that i put together you know before staging after staging the same room um And I show that to my clients when they are kind of on the fence about their house and their stuff inside. And suddenly it's a house of, it was my house before before I put it on the market and when I put it on the market and they go like, oh, okay, I I see what you're saying. The other thing that I tell them that most people are not visual. Uh, I mean, they're visual and what they see is what they think. So if they see their stuff in there and it's not their style, they might just not get the house. So we have to stage it so that it... And, and sometimes we can use their own stuff, their own furniture, on decoration. It just needs to be re rearranged. And 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 they like it. So it doesn't have to be a complete staging. I like it. I like it. Oh, this is awesome. Thanks. Oh,
3: Ashley has another one. Okay. On the point of that staging, like taking what they have, and because... Even if they don't have like beautiful art or something, but if you pick that one thing, be like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. We really need to showcase this piece. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, like they start trusting you more or they have more fun with you. And then they're like, okay. And then they slowly let you do more. And then they don't realize that you just removed like 80% of all their crap out of their house. But that one thing that you loved, it's like, woohoo, they loved my piece of art. You know, it could be something their kid made or something, and and then it just changes their whole like my house is perfect, it's worth a million, even though it's only three twenty five. You know, so they'll it's all just mind games,
0: psychology. Psychology goes back to the disc. It goes back to really understanding where your client falls on that disc and understanding how to how to get through to them when when it comes to anything with communication. So. Okay, everybody, this is awesome. Um, I have some, I'm working on some getting some, a lineup for some guest speakers on the, I've had a lot of people ask for just like tips on video. I went back through and looked at um, kind of what, what people want. Um, and a lot of people have asked for some tips on video. So I actually have Krista coming on, Krista Mayshore coming on the 23rd to give us her, her top tips for video. So keep your eye out for that. I'm working on a niche series because I know people have asked a lot about luxury, expired. Uh, downsizers are 55 and up. We have some people who are first-time homebuyers. So I actually have people who work in those niches all the time and have success, gonna come on and share some of their tips with us. Um, I'm working on getting someone here to share some more about database events because it's something I'm doing a lot of this year and I wanna learn even more. So stay tuned. There's gonna be, I'll have a lineup coming soon. Um, But if you have anything that you want to kind of review on these calls, please share it with me. Please put it in the group. Put a post in the Real Talk with Linnea Facebook group. Share it um, because you never know. There could be someone in there right now who um, knows something and can help. uh, And you guys could have a, a referral relationship there. So, Okay, thanks everyone. I hope you have a great day and I will see you next Friday. Thank you, dear.
4: Bye.